Welcome to Laugh It Up Fuzzball. I am Joe the Wookie Riot. Welcome to the podcast where we talk about life, the universe, and everything, but mostly geek stuff. A place where we get to let our geek flag fly and talk about all things geek. As I've said before, this isn't an amalgamation of geek news or a comprehensive guide to all genres or the world of geekdom. Hopefully it's just a fun place to cover some geek news, comics, The Simpsons, Star Wars, and whatever randomness finds its way on in the recording. But let us get started. And of course, there's a fucking helicopter right when I <laughs> Bro, I have not, like, this last 10, 10 minutes, I had no luck with technology. <laughs> yeah. But hey, welcome, friends, to, to level, I think it's 204 of the podcast. Uh, another episode of Laugh It Up Fuzzballs. Like, I guess I haven't been saying this summer of guests, Danny, but it technically, like, it has been another summer of guests. Like, there's I been... mean, yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of Fuzzballs episodes. And technically, it is summer. Technically, actually, officially, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Summer of Guests uh, kicked off without me knowing it, and it continues. And I like it. I like having my buddies on to, uh, <laughs> to talk geek stuff. And as you can as you can hear, Danny the Deuce coming at you live. <laughs> Despite technology issues, being, being a stalwart part of this podcast i don't even know where the microphone's located in my laptop so i don't even know what direction to speak into <laughs> <laughs> no you're doing fine man we can hear you right. good so no no big deal i've got the the fancy microphone but you're probably going to sound better so it's fine yeah well, but uh long and short friends is uh this is a news episode and we're gonna we're gonna try to get through the news pretty quick just so we could talk about some other stuff but um what I was thinking, Danny, is because uh, because it ends up so funny with blue, is we'll do uh, we'll do true fire hose news in the new tradition where everybody gets thirty seconds to talk about to talk about something that gets mentioned. And when you say everybody, you mean just me and you. <laughs> yes, everybody means me and you, you and me, both of us together. <laughs> oh, and you and me, and me and you. Yeah, no matter how they toss the dice, Danny, It'll we are be. we're meant to be. <laughs> that makes me that makes me think of that old 80s movie with the android guy but uh, i'm sorry the, 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 what yeah there was some old 80s movie with like an android guy and they used that song are you talking about uh is it max something i don't know i don't i can't think of the name of it off the is, top of my head is, is it the guy that lived in the tv no max hedrum yes Oh no! Uh. It is not Max Headroom because then it would be like me, 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 and you, 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 you and me. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Five. Johnny Five is alive. <laughs> if you if you mention uh, basically uh, if you mention Johnny Five to me, it's always Los Locos kick your ass, Los Locos kick your face, Los Locos kick your balls into outer space. So, yes, I don't remember the name of the movie. I know it was cheesy, and uh, I, you. Cheesy. I enjoyed it. It wasn't Daryl either. I was like, at first I was thinking Daryl, but no, that's a different movie. I don't remember. It had some guy in it. He was a robot, I think, but maybe not. <laughs> now, this is podcasting. But uh, we're just going to we're gonna get into it, Danny. We're gonna, I've got my timer ready with my... Uh, my Wookiee noise when it's done, and we'll just, uh, I'll just mention a news story. Of course, we're going to start with the Fantabulous Fuzzballs Focus, which is where anybody can go on the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group, plug, 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 
and uh, drop a news story. And uh, at first, yeah, at first I thought it was just me that was posting stuff, but then when I went through, I was like, oh no, there's more than me, which is good. Oh Makes no, me. people, people, we have plenty of uh, contributors lately. Yeah, it's awesome. I I enjoy, and the number has stayed above 600, so that that helps a nice little self-esteem boost. But let's see. Uh, I mean, the first one's not really something to fire hose off of, but it's just uh, basically that post where I basically shared something somebody else put up that was good about comics always being liberal. <laughs> and like, seriously, <laughs> like, heroes protect the undeserved, or the underserved and the undef- undefended, and, and the results is not consensus politics protecting the elite. You know what I mean? Like, uh, just the idea of someone becoming the villain in the stories that they used to love is is really funny to me and an interesting and sad point to consider. But uh, I just know that my goal on the podcast, is everybody who's been listening knows, is to elevate voices and keep the show on target with truth, justice, and pizza, if I want to quote the Teen Titans. <laughs> <laughs> Stay on target. So that, that might be why the podcast is titled Truth, Justice, and Pizza. Just saying. But let's see. We'll go for the first one. We'll get this fire hose going. If you don't know, that's a UHF reference, friends. Stanley Spadowski, who wants to drink from the fire hose? And Danny, you get to go first. So right, uh, spray my face. Zack Snyder reveals black suit Superman clip at Justice Con. Go. Good for him. I really don't give a shit about this movie. I know people have been clamoring about wanting the Snyder cut. Uh, I don't think it's going to make a slight difference on how the quality of the movie. I think the movie's still going to suck. Except this time it might have a plot point instead of just being a bunch of panel shots. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like yeah, I mean, the, the my biggest takeaway from it is uh, they did Justice Con at the same time as San Diego Comic Con, and that video got a shit ton of watches compared to what Comic Con did. So uh, people are gonna watch the movie, and I'm gonna watch it because I get HBO Max free with my phone plan. And uh, I agree with Corey; four hours seems daunting, but uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be fine. <laughs> it'll be good. Uh, so for me, I have Snyder also showed off a different look for Steppenwolf. Uh, I'm going. So uh, I, I saw the image, and uh, it, it looks better than what was in the Justice League movie, but it still is the same like framework, and it just looks more goatee. <laughs> and, and I don't know. I'm going to watch it because I get it for free, and uh, I'm going to reserve judgment. But it's it's not the goat. It's just a goat. <laughs> I, I didn't realize there was a change to the design until I actually like read the headline. Like I just oh. saw the picture and moved along. Like It looks almost identical it looks like Steppenwolf if I took glasses off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Danny, so your next one is, uh, according to director Colin Trevorrow, Jurassic World Dominion will have more animatronic dinos than any of the other movies. Go. Practical effects will always beat CGI. I don't care how much it saves on the budget, but this is going to be amazing. These dinosaurs are going to look real as fuck. And as I said, going all the way back to when we first became friends, Dinosaurs are already scary enough. You don't need to do more than just having fucking dinosaurs. Yes. Is that 30 seconds? Was I yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll let, you'll hear the Chewbacca or I'll let you know when you're cut off. So, uh, oh, okay. yeah, like I think the best part about that article is just him saying that now the way that they can blend between practical and CGI makes more practical possible, which is really exciting. You oh, know, yeah. like The reason they did less before is just because they could only do so much blending between the two. And uh, I think that's really rad. I'm like, sweet. 
I'm looking forward to this Dominion movie. So my story is uh, Ryan Reynolds posting some Deadpool news. So long and short is Ryan Reynolds is fully responsible for a Deadpool existing in the first place, the movie, and uh, making sure that this stays in people's minds for the big screen. And uh, I don't know if Disney's going to do anything with it, but uh, yes, I do want Deadpool 3 because Ryan Reynolds' humor is hilarious, as evidenced by the wonderful voiceover on his Don't uh, Game Show. so there we go uh danny you have the flash and superman and lois are set to resume filming in august go amazing uh i i'm glad canada had took the right the correct measures the the to contain and control this uh this novel disease and virus uh so that way we can get these uh actors back to work and and making life seem a little bit normal by giving us these uh funny stories with these heroes and their cape and making us feel warm and fuzzy inside with their lovely stories with the Flash and his family and giving us Soups and Lois and their relationship. God, yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> no, you were there. Uh, I think it was funny, like, last night, uh, me and... Or no, it wasn't last night. Two nights ago, me and Heather finished up uh, Stargirl, and uh, she was like, so what's what now? And I was like, well, well nothing. <laughs> And she was like, wait, you finally made me a geek, and now there's no shows to watch? And I'm like, I'll find you a show to watch, babe. <laughs> like, well, there's plenty. There's plenty to watch, but yeah. But it, but it was cute. She was like, wait, what do you mean? And she was like, so January? And I'm like, no, sometime in 2021. We don't know. And she was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was funny. Let's see. Uh, so I've got uh, the 2020 Emmy nominations. Come on. It's just freaking good news. Like like Mando getting 15 nominations, 15, no- 15 nom-nom-noms, and then Watchmen with 26 nom-nom-noms, and even Star Wars Resistance with a nom. Like, it's just – it's it's wonderful to see, like, these shows that we've all known for a while, like, are, are more than just silliness. Sometimes it is just silliness, but sometimes it's more – and yeah, I like I like seeing. And now they need to win. Like that's the thing. Nom 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 doesn't mean anything until completion. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Who, uh, Danny? Australian news organizations reveal sets for the Shang Chi movie, which will apparently resume filming uh, soon. Go. Oh, this movie is gonna fuck so hard. It's gonna it's gonna take Marvel Cinematic Universe to a whole new level, to the level equal to how Guardians of the Galaxy changed the game by bringing in a bunch of Z-listers that nobody's familiar with, storylines and characters that no one really knows, and just bringing a fun action-packed movie. This is gonna be fantastic. I know Blue can back me up. Sangshi is an awesome character and and diverse, so it's really gonna blow people away. Damn it, it's over. <laughs> no, it's okay. Dude, this movie, like, I, I don't know what I like more. Hearing Australians just talk, period. Or hear them <laughs> hear them talk about Shang-Chi and uh, the, that set looked rad and had all the Kurosawa vibes. And, uh, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, man. I called it with Guardians of the Galaxy because I actually read the fucking series. And I'm calling it with this one. This movie is going to be the next big thing for Marvel. Yeah, and hats off. To New Zealand and Australia and Canada for uh, handling a, a novel novel virus better than uh, America, so that some of the geek stuff we love can actually exist. <laughs> so agreed. Uh, let's see, what do I got? Oh, I've got a I've got a burp. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that was a Wookie burp. 
Yeah, that's the first podcast burp, I think, in four years of history. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got it's deep. Uh, the rumor that MCU's plans for Doctor Doom are in line with Vader. I mean, we just want to see Doctor Doom done right. Please let it just be a mask. I don't need it fused to his face because of some shenanigans. I need just Doctor Doom. And yes, I do like the news of Giancarlo Esposito being the actor behind it because he's got the right gravitas and voice. And I don't care. Doctor Doom doesn't have to be white because he's from Markovia or whatever the fuck. So <laughs> yes, I think I think this is really good news. And uh, hopefully they do the big bad thing like Vader, where he's like like a specter and then Chewbacca's going to go off and I'm done. But yes, I think it's good news. All right, Danny Netflix is looking for family friendly IP. a la star Wars or Harry Potter to cement their streaming war dominance. Go. Okay. Question. I was thinking about this earlier. Cause I, I remember we talked about it is, uh, is this original IP or they're looking to buy IP to consume, to make their own like franchise on their network? I think, I, I think both. Because <laughs> right. I, like, I was thinking about this earlier, and I, and I watched the Transformers War from Cybertron, and that's amazing. And you can make an entire franchise of, of any of the Hasbro products. You can make a Hasbro universe, bring in G.I. Joe, bring in Transformers. I can't think of Micronauts. Um, I can't think of any more at the moment. A Nerf. You can make a Nerf show but like, <laughs> and, like, tie it all together, like, there's IP out there if you want to just purchase IP. The Old Guard is a perfect example. That movie was amazing, and you can make uh, a spinoff of that. That's, That's not, not fair. fake. I started, I started the timer, uh, like, after you'd asked your question. <laughs> oh, no, that's yeah. okay. But, uh, no, no, I, I mean... I think it's cool. I think it's smart. Like, yes, everybody wants to have the next big thing, and nobody knows what it's going to be, and you, you can hope and pray all you... I mean, they wanted Percy Jackson to be the next big thing to compete with Harry Potter's, but it wasn't. But they're still... Disney Plus is still trying. Yeah. Like, uh, just tell good stories, and it will come. Uh, this force Them forcing franchises will not and will never work, a la Universal's Dark Universe or whatever the fuck they try to do. With their monsters, like if you're forcing a universe, it's not gonna work. You just right. need to tell good stories that flow naturally in between each other, like water, and it will grow and people will attach themselves to it. Yeah, and like I commented in that post, like basically there there are like Cassandra Clare is like a YA you know person that has like a really like a bunch of books that people like and they've tried her mortal instruments and it hasn't done well but because it hasn't and nobody knows about it then it's just ripe to be done again you know what i mean like so yeah. we'll we'll see I, of course netflix is has gotten a bunch of good comic creators and they've got they've got plans and i'm, I'm sure they're going to be fine like in the whole streaming war i don't think netflix is going to be one of the losers i think if i if i had to prognosticate it's going to be netflix disney plus and hulu because it's sort of the same thing under the same umbrella mm -hmm. and then and probably hbo max and then you'll just have three just like you have like cbs nbc and abc you know what i mean um, i don't know i see amazon prime sticking around yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Mr. Bezos makes billions of dollars, so I'm yeah. sure that'll stick around. If they continue to have the balls to put out products like The Boys, I, they're yeah. going to be like the new line cinema of streaming services. Well, especially because their streaming service sort of comes hand in hand with having the delivery options, too. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. So for them, it's a uh, it's smart business. Let's see what I got coming next. Uh, oh, Red and Stimpy getting a reboot on Comedy Central. 
man, like, what's not to like about Ren and Stimpy? This was my jam when it came out. Uh, I, I, per- I per- prefer to not talk about the three episodes that came out that were more adult that sucked. Um, but the original <laughs> was great. Uh, and unlike Mr. Horse, yes, sir, I do like it. <laughs> and uh, and I want to see Log, and I want to see Wizzing on the electric fence, and I want to see Stimpy, you idiot! Joy! <laughs> like, I, I want it. I, I want it, and it's so exciting, and I'm glad Comedy Central. Boom! Before the Wookiee. <laughs> it's Log. It's Log. It's big. It's wonderful. It's wood. So the next one I'm not going to pass to you just because you don't watch trailers, but uh, the Batman Death in the Family trailer, I did post that. Uh, it comes out October 13th. And uh, it's sort of cool because it's like it looks like it's choose your own adventure. So they're gonna have these pivotal moments in the movie, and you're gonna make a decision, and and there'll be movie to watch based on both decisions. So basically, it means like a two hour movie that's maybe three hours long. I don't know. I don't really know how it all goes, but it's sort of cool. I don't like this trend of being involved in my entertainment. That's just, <laughs> that's just me. I just want to watch the movie. I don't. Want to keep choosing whether Jason Todd lives or dies? I mean, because because it's like a story that like we know about. I sort of think it's novel, uh, but I do not want to choose my own adventure and everything. Does that make sense? Yes, agreed. Yeah. So for me, if I owned it, I would just keep killing Jason Todd over and over, <laughs> and then live live oblivious, uh, or not really, because he comes back whether I kill him or not. So I don't know. You know. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sad face. All right, Danny, uh, your next one is uh, that article I posted about the HBO adaptation of The Last of Us video game. Go. I think if the show is done correctly, this could be the next big hit for HBO. This show, the game itself is so cinematic, it needs to be a show. I know they tried to plan it as a movie. It would have failed as a movie. There's just so much story, so much content. This story is fucking depressing and beautiful at the same time with these character choices. The choices they need to make as they travel across country is wrenching. And this could be an amazing show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I never played a video game. A lot of people have talked about it, so I know a little bit about it. And uh, sure. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I, I like the in the article that they talked about, like, basically anything they add, it's just going to be, like, fleshing out, like, more stuff. You know what I mean? Because, like, a, a video game forces you to go through, like, one point of view. So, But there's so much that goes on in the story that they don't really need to add much. Yeah. All right. So uh, the next one is me. Basically, it's the SimpsonsMerchAvance.com. So listen... Uh, I don't get excited for shoes, but I did because I got my Simpsons, like, slip-on, like, every Simpsons face on it. They're awesome. Yes, I wore the shoes for, like, ten minutes before I thought about taking them off. For the record, Heather got me to wear them for, like, four hours to break them in. And they're wonderful (laughs) and they're lovely. And there's other merchandise. And it's expensive, but I love the Simpsons. And uh, I wanted to share. So, SimpsonsMerchAdvance.com. Enjoy it. You're welcome. (laughs) Do you know how weird it is seeing you with shoes on? Yes, because I know it how weird... It is uncomfortably weird. <laughs> okay, but they're awesome Simpsons shoes. I'm not saying they're not awesome shoes. Just you never wear shoes. No, I don't, because my feet no. hurt all the time. So Just when take I a picture flip-flops... of... Che- take a, a stuffed animal Chewbacca 
throw some chucks on him, and that's what you get. Just awkward-looking Wookiee. All right, so the next news, I don't know. Is, uh, so I Okay, I did the Simpsons merch. So this one, Danny, you've got 30 seconds to talk all about your uh, official Gotham City cocktail book. Go. So if you ever want to drink like white privilege, there's a book we look for. I... I like making fun drinks. I think this could be a good novelty gift for those who imbibe um, any friends or family members that like to change it up every once in a while and try new tricks. I think this could be fun. It's a great stocking stuffer. It was just not a gag gift, but I think it would be pretty cool. Yeah. Drink drink like the, the Gothonians. <laughs> so I, it's it's literally for rich geeks who like to drink alone with their youthful wards and special butler friends. <laughs> <laughs> special uh, butt friends? What? Special butler friends. That comes special from, uh, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast, but Heather's mom made me cucumber sandwiches and uh, like Batman. And I was like, oh, like, like, like Alfred wait. makes for Batman. And she wait. was like, oh, wait, why are you interrupting me? Is that real? Did, did yes. you re- is this a true? Is this a this real is, story? This is a real story. Heather's mom made me cucumber sandwiches because we had a bunch of cucumbers, and I was like, I like cucumber sandwiches, like Batman. And so I said, you know, like Alfred makes like uh, makes Bruce Wayne like cucumber sandwiches, and and Dick Grayson, and she's like, oh, Alfred, his special friend, and I was like, oh <laughs> no, no, I, I think you mean Robin. <laughs> so, but I'll tell you what, the cucumber sandwiches were delicious. And uh, for for a moment, a split moment, I felt like Batman. They sound refreshing. They're really tasty. They're quite good. They're... I've, I've, I've never had a cucumber sandwich because I, oh. I don't roll like the Waynes. <laughs> I mean, literally, we grew the cucumbers in the backyard. So we just, you know, it's like, I think it's like sour cream and cucumber and something else. I don't know. I think this story cheese. just got so much sweeter. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, she grew up yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yesterday I had some delicious tomato sandwiches from like the tomatoes homegrown in the yard, and yeah. yeah. Stop! You're gonna give me diabetes with all the sweetness that's coming through right now. Give me diet. Oh, diabetes. That's gonna be news we're gonna have to talk about in a little bit. It, oh, well, I, let's just do it now. Rest in peace, Wilfred Brimley. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Our, our, our <laughs> like you can't can't talk about diabetes without a uh, Wilford Brimley and uh, you know what hats off to him he was in the mother truck and Ewok movie Battle for Endor like he was Noah and uh, he was in the Cocoon movies and he was the Quaker Oats guy right yeah and the thing he was in the thing he was in the thing so deep deeply tied into the geek stuff that we love although like at face value not you wouldn't think you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and not at all. I literally, so I'm 40 years old. I feel like he was the same age for the entirety of my life. I feel <laughs> like he hasn't from the, aged from, at all. Yeah, from from the moment I was first aware of Wilfred Brimley, I feel like he he stayed. He he basically was Paul Rudd before Paul Rudd was Paul Rudd. <laughs> <laughs> Except and, that Paul uh, Rudd looked like he was 85 when he was 30. Yeah. So uh, hats off, hats off to to noah and uh you mentioned diabetes so uh we can just just put it in right there (laughs) (laughs) uh danny i think uh this next news is for me so let's see uh oh this was news you posted the righteous news of kevin smith helming an animated show for the green hornet 
you know, I heard I heard about this on the Fat Man Beyond podcast, um, and just talking about doing something in the realm of the style of the Batman animated series has me excited. Plus, Kevin Smith wrote a really good Green Hornet comic that I did not read, but I've heard other people talk about. Also, uh, had a movie script that was turned into a comic, which was weird because he wasn't able to like make any money off it because he was paid for the script, but still got it done. And apparently, that's really good as well. Is right up my alley. I like the idea of him do his family friendly stuff, uh, entailing a, a story of two hornets from the past and the future. Heck yeah. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. Good. good. You made it just in time. Good news. All right, Danny. This is you. Blazing Saddles remake as an animated cat versus dog samurai flick. Go. Holy shit. I don't know if I can make this in 30 seconds. Okay. So I'm conflict. As I posted, I'm conflicted by this. Because on one hand, I think this is a terrible idea because Blazing Saddle is a perfect movie and does not need to re- be remade. And I was like, hurt and offended that they may they're gonna like like as adults we can't talk about race legitimately like we have to do it through allegories of animals but then when you think about it on the other side like animated movies shut up chewy animated <laughs> <Keep going. laughs> are are made for children so yeah. it's really teaching children like about race using animals so i was like well that would be a good idea so, like, that's where my conflict's at. It's like, it's not really the same movie. It's similar to what they did with Seven Samurai. We're not the target audience. So, whether we want it or not is irrelevant. The cast, it looks like they got a primo cast to do it. I don't know. I'm on the, I'm on, I'm really on the fence about this. I kind of want to see it and I kind of don't. Well, like my friend Casey pointed out, Mel Brooks is on the voice cast for it. So, that implies his endorsement of it. Yeah. But I wish yeah. it was like, I mean, I saw this when I was younger, when I, when I was a little lad. I'm just single digit. I, I'm just waiting for the moment where it's like the samurai's a dog, <laughs> a dog sheriff, <laughs> so, a dog samurai. <laughs> so, Ronins, yeah. we don't need no stinking Ronins. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't. I I, I really am. I, I just there there is a complete uh, you know movie that exists before this about animals teaching children about racism. It is called Zootopia, mm-hmm. and uh, I am all about children's media teaching them valuable lessons. But shouldn't I mean I guess teaching them through animals is one way, but like we shouldn't. I don't know. I feel like we should just approach it up front and not kind of disguise it as animals. Yes. But uh, it's it's okay. But I, it's a different conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Which it is. is. Yeah. All right. So my news comes from Corey. Uh, the confirmation that Haley Steinfeld is set to star in Disney Plus's Hawkeye series as Kate Bishop. You know, not much has been in the headlines for the show, but uh, I'm so hoping for a series with all the flavors from Matt Fraction's Hawkeye stuff. Jeremy Renner, Haley Steinfeld. And Stein- Haley is amazing. She was in Bumblebee, and she was great. She was the voice of Gwen Stacy in Spider-Verse. She was awesome in that. Uh, she was in Ender's Game, and actually I enjoyed that movie more than I thought I would. It was pretty okay. And uh, it's good casting news, and I'm excited that it's officially official because I thought this was already official, but now it's officially official. Boom. <laughs> So yeah, I think nice. uh, I think she's a good actress, and and I'm all for the stuff we love having good actresses and actors or all actors, I guess. Everybody's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> you milking that thirty seconds? Uh, no, I, my thirty seconds was up. <laughs> so uh, 
Corey she Olsen. definitely oh. carried that Bumblebee movie. Yeah. Dubs. Like, she did. But, I mean, that, that was the whole point. Like, what, did you expect the CGI robot to carry the movie? Oh, <laughs> Come on, easy, Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I realize Haley's no Shia LaBeouf, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. So your news is uh, also from Corey. He just wanted to make sure that people knew that the Harley cartoon, Harley Quinn cartoon is fucking awesome. Which it is. The, I didn't know how they when I watched it on sci-fi, I didn't know how they were going to do it. I thought it was just going to be a uh, watered-down version of Harley Quinn. But no, they go fall, balls of the wall, full tits on glass. Like, this show curses. This show is adult it i'm surprised it hasn't ended up on adult swim um it's definitely one of the underrated shows of last year oh you watched on sci-fi you said Mm -hmm. oh they did they did a marathon and i watched like six episodes in a row which they were really quick but they were good yeah they're 22 minutes and i watched them on uh, hbo max and uh, they are effing awesome. They're really good. And Kite Man. Freaking Kite Man. <laughs> yeah. But they're like, it's so silly. Like, it's it's like what a Harley Quinn show should be. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's very fun. Uh, let's see your news. Corey also dropped that Tron 3 is official with uh, director Garth Davis starring Jared Leto. Go. This is me? Yeah. Good for you, Jared Leto. I don't really give a crap about the Tron franchise. I never really got into it. I did like the 2010 movie. I thought it was neat. Uh, never got into the 80s one. I think this is an IP that I think they can kind of like expand on because no one really like there's a small portion of people that are really invested on it, but it also has big possibilities since it is a computer mainframe of expanding. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, that's another one of those news where we talked about it, and now it's officially official, although the article even says that it hasn't officially been given the green light, so maybe it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so my next one, oh, God, I got to talk about this. So Kyle posted uh, the TikTok video, some fan did, uh. transplanting the titles of the nine Star Wars films. So uh, basically, from episodes one to nine, it's Rise of Skywalker, Revenge of Sith, Attack of the Clones. Blah, blah, I don't fucking care because your voice annoys me. Uh, sure, Mark Hamill likes episode one and episode nine being swapped. Sure, that makes sense, but I, I'm just crotchety. And I'm, I like the originals better, and it's an interesting observation by a Star Wars fanboy. But I think I hate it mainly because of the guy's voice. But thanks for sharing, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Always nice to share. I was just like, uh, TikTok, these whippersnappers, get off my lawn. I'm yelling at clouds. <laughs> I don't I don't like the surge of backseat, like, coaching or editing. It, it, okay, you can swap the titles. You can change the story around. You can re-edit it. But that's not what we got. It yeah. doesn't matter what you do. It's still in that order that they're released in. I don't care how many fucking likes you get on your TikTok videos. They're not going to just suddenly rearrange the names of the movies to make them better. Like, yeah. no. Like, this is what we have. Like, people need to just stop, shut the fuck up and just <laughs> yeah. either appreciate it or don't. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it, it is what it is. Like, uh, Kyle also posted uh, the first three minutes of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. Um, 
whole series is available to watch. Danny has watched it. He says it's really, really good. Hot I've not got a, a chance to watch any of it. So, Danny, I'm going to give you a 60 seconds to uh, to not spoil but talk about um, Umbrella Academy 2 and go. You know spoiling is my favorite thing. So I haven't seen any of it, so don't... I'm not going to spoil it. You already told me not to. So... This season, since now you have all the character development out of the way from season one, this season goes full bonkers into making these characters grow. They go through some more wacky, weird shit. They go on some fun adventure. The relationships are even more damaged. It is great. They they go through a specific period of history that is rich with drama and question marks it is fun um they did some definitely different character choices for each character to kind of expand them on if you like ben from the first season you're gonna love this season there's a lot more of ghost brother ben it is fantastic it is worth the watch um i binged it because i could not stop watching it hey you did that and you had five seconds left man way to go Good job. Hey, I'm going to watch it. I'm interested. I just haven't gotten to it yet. So, uh, so yeah, it's, uh, I'm like, I'm on the, so i got to find something to watch with Heather. So we're either going to, I'm going to rewatch season one of the boys with her. That way we can watch that. <laughs> oh, why are you going to do that to my Heather? <laughs> well, it's either that or, or watch the first season of the Umbrella Academy with her. So watch I can watch Umbrella season Academy. two. Umbrella Academy, why are you going to watch the boys? She's going to make you the sweetest cucumber sandwiches you're gonna be sitting there and it's gonna be no <laughs> but but i but i don't i would rather rewatch season one of the boys than season one of the umbrella academy well you're selfish because <laughs> now you're just thinking about yourself and not about for the record it's, her, it's it's her mom making me the sandwiches not well heather makes me sandwiches too they're lovely she they're both yeah. lovely humans yes so uh my uh, my thing is Dominique shared a funny fan video with uh, impersonations of celebrities trying out as Starman for for Star Girl. Um, you know, I don't. It was interesting because I don't know if it was a TikTok get off my lawn or whatever. But there, <laughs> but there was this this deep fake app that the the impersonation guy used, which made his face sort of look like the celebrity, and I, it was weirding me out so much that I couldn't pay attention to like the the impersonation. And some of them were good, some of them were like whatever. But I was just like, this is creepy. Like, oh my god. Like, good thing I'm not famous and people are just using my face. So, <laughs> I don't know. Did you watch it? No. It it just and they even said like use this app and I was like no because if if they steal my face they'll steal my soul so no not checking out the app. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen. Uh, so your your news story, Danny uh, Shannon posted that the Avatar live action show on Netflix has lost the involvement of the creators. Go. Which wait what the the wait Avatar Last Airbender. Yeah. Oh, well, this is going to be a giant failure. (laughs) If you want to talk about a hardcore fan base, it's these Avatar cats. Like, they love this fucking show. And I don't hold that against them. This is a fantastic story and a fantastic series. I don't, without the creators back in this, uh, the probability of success is very low. But not impossible. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I thought I, I was going on Twitter and I, I saw something from Mark Bernard and that really struck me that in his experience, uh, IP adapted by people other than the creators is usually better than IP adapted by the creators. And I was like, you know what? That's an interesting thought. Like, so. You're not wrong. Yeah. I mean, look, look at Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, so I I honestly 100% I know about the Avatar stuff. I've never watched it. I know it's on Netflix, but I haven't I haven't watched it. I haven't watched Korra. Everything I know comes secondhand knowledge from other people, and uh, so I I don't have a horse in this race. Like <laughs> that auto hunt. I yeah. think I think you would get into the show if you gave it an opportunity. Yeah, and and I looked at the age appropriateness of it, and uh, Tyler's First not off, old enough yet, so. Maybe when it'll be on Netflix for a while. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Age. You watch Resistance, Rebels, and Clone Wars. I don't think. Why are you even bothering to look at the age requirements? We we only watch the family friendly Clone Wars episodes with Ty. We don't watch every episode with him. Oh, uh, so so I have watched uh, the droids go on a mission with uh, Mieber Gascon win one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's his it's his father, his dad that lets him watch everything. So and play uh, play the whatever. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. Oh, so <laughs> it's funny you were talking about like uh, when you were talking about IP, like make a show about Nerf. I seriously was thinking like, man, I should start my own YouTube show just of me and Tyler playing Star Wars because man, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Like we were just shooting blaster nerfs at each other earlier today and, and having a hoot. And uh, one of my favorite moments, it wasn't from today, but it was from last week. We, we were playing Star Wars and I started tickling him and he's like, there's no tickling in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, he knows his canon. All right. <laughs> and I was just Our like, kid. it's so funny. There, there is no tickling in Star Wars, apparently, from so, the mouth of babes. So, so if anybody was going to tickle Luke, would it be Vader or Obi-Wan? Who's more <laughs> of the <prequel? laughs> it, it would It would be neither. It was, oh, I was listening to, I think, I don't know which podcast it was. I listened to too many. Um, but they were talking about, so uh, t- taking the gap between episode two and episode three in the question. So Luke kills all them sand people, right? Yes. And then he goes to Geonosis and all their stuff. But there, there's a good, Wait, like, you mean Anakin, right? Yeah, Anakin. So there's like a good three, four, five years between that and episode three. Like, so did that awkward conversation ever come up between him and Obi Wan? Oh, <laughs> like, oh. So what were you, what were you doing on Tatooine? <laughs> oh yeah, no, he lied. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he was so quick to tell uh tell Padme about it. Oh yeah. Yeah, and and you get the impression that he he told uh, Palps about it. So. Papa Palps. Yeah. You know what? Maybe it was Palpatine that tickled Anakin. <laughs> it was definitely Palpatine that tickled Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> he touched him in the no-no place. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, so, Danny, your your uh, next news story is uh, the Star Wars Squadrons video game from EA is priced at 40 bucks. Go. Oh, hot dog. I can't wait for this game. I've been waiting for a Star Wars game that, that rem- hits me. The way that Rogue Squadron did back on Nintendo 64 and GameCube, there hasn't been a Star Wars game since that fulfilled the the enjoyment that I have in it. So I'm really hoping EA 
kind of hits it out of the park with this game. Um, the customization is awesome. You can customize the planes to the pilot to even your cockpit. So you can even have like little hula girls dancing on your. <laughs> yeah, you can have little Ewoks, right? You can have Ewoks, stormtrooper helmets. I'm hoping a little Twilight doing doing a little <laughs> dance. Uh, wow. I just think uh, it's cool, you know, 40 bucks because I, I heard the premium games are going from 60 up to 70 bucks. So they, yeah. they realize, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't need to be crazy priced, but you'll still get a fun, fun experience out of it. I'm yep. assuming. I'm hoping. Uh, my news is uh, the Cassian Andor casting of Adria Arjona has folks speculating that Sabe might be in the show. M- maybe like, guys, let's. Says stop, Simon. Like fuck. <laughs> like, like okay, she looks. She looks like like freaking Natalie Portman and and Keira Knightley. But we don't know who she is. She's just pretty. Like fuck, stop. <laughs> cool. It'll be cool. It'll be cool if it's Sabe. But it will be cool if it isn't, Simon. <laughs> like <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh huh. I was just like, I was like, oh, cool, Sabe, that'll be rad, because she's been in the novels more. And then I looked, and I was like, oh, it's just more speculation. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, let's just let's just watch the material. We don't have to predict exactly what they're gonna do. Uh, So here's some good news for you, Danny. Uh, For folks that were worried, news is Mando season two will not be delayed. And go. Oh my God! (laughs) Guess who's leaving in October? This guy, because I'm going to watch that show like four or five times an episode, just like I did with season one. I can't fucking wait for this. I'm so happy they got it done before everything got shut down. This is what I'm looking for. I know people want to go see Wonder Woman or Black Widow. Fuck that. I want some more Mando. I want to go deeper into this world. I want to see more of these characters. I want them to expand the expanded universe. Yeah, yeah, it's really good news. And I wasn't worried that it was going to be delayed, but it's still nice to see a story that it's not. <laughs> yes. So uh, my news story is uh, a bunch of folks saw that the Darth Maul actor was trending on social media, but not oh. for an upcoming Han Solo Orlando show. Uh, so long and short, uh, this is an embarrassment of content. Lots of news stories, uh, trigger words like domestic issues and revenge porn and fellatio jokes and innuendo. I don't know what happened, nor did I see the original Instagram post, but wowie, wow, wow. I just really hope all is well for Ray Park. Uh, marital issues are no bueno. And uh, while the post went up fast and disappeared just as quick, I'm not going to cast judgment until more info is available. It's either a hack or a really bad decision. Uh, his wife did post a message saying to avoid false allegations, comments, or messages. And and regardless, I'm just I, Disney's going to have to react to it. Uh, and it, it's sad. Time will tell. But man, holy moly! <laughs> holy moly! Well, they they already pulled him from the future Darth Maul projects. Which I say, how about we go a little bit further and just pull Darth Maul completely? Because we don't need more and more of this fucking bullshit character. Yes. Okay, Danny. <laughs> so, uh, oh, man. Wow. We, you know what's funny? We're doing Firehose News, and me and you are still at 45 minutes. All right. We're going to keep going. <laughs> so, uh, the next news story, Danny, massive layoffs at DC. Go. Um, who? Raise your hand if you predicted this. DC stuff from failing, uh, raising it over here because 
they overshot the shot thinking that DC had a bigger dick than it really did. Um, sucks that all these people had to lose their job, but they overreached and overhoped for a small product at a price where you can kind of um, get more content. This is the first casualty of the streaming wars. Yeah, it's so much more than that, though, because literally like a third of the editorial staff, which has to do with the comics, got fired, too. Um, so, yes, the big news is DC Universe, but uh, it just, man, capitalism sucks sometimes. Uh, it's it's We all, you got to burn the earth so new life can grow. I'm sure they'll talk about this. True. Uh, my is uh, the Robin King villain in Dark Knight's Death Metal. Guys, I will admit, I know next to nothing about the Robin King, but it does make me want to read the Dark Knight's Death Metal even more. Um, I loved me some metal, so I'm sure Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo are rocking this. Uh, anyone who listens to our rankings of villains knows that me and Blue like the Batman Who Laughs. And uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if... Danny is reading Death Metal. It's a comic that I'm not pulling. I can't believe I forgot to, but uh, I'll, I'm going to get it when it's collected, and I'm sure it's going to be great. And, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah, good good, good, good for them. I just, they they, they went, you know, they did Batman Who Laughs, and now they found a way to, to mess with everybody who loves Batman even more. So, good for them. I mean, uh, you know who's the best villain for Batman? Batman. <laughs> it is. Or Joker, I don't know. No, Batman. Kite man, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, so I don't know if you saw this one, so maybe we'll switch this. So, Danny, yours is uh, Mulan to release on Disney Plus for 30 bucks. Go. So, I think this is kind of like a hustle and a good idea um, because you have to watch it through Disney Plus. So, you need a Disney Plus subscription to VOD Mulan for additional $30. I honestly, in the short span of what we're dealing with, I think this is a great idea to recoup those costs. Um, I think this is a test platform to see if they should do the same for Black Widow, because these two movies would have been billion dollar movies in the box office. Yeah, I mean, I heard I've seen people complaining. The only thing I will say is uh, to do video on demand at home, you have to have a cable subscription. And I hate to break it to you, but you're not paying no six ninety nine for your cable subscription that gives you the option to do video on demand. You're not. So no. don't don't like point the finger at Disney and be like, you greedy fucks. Yes, they want to make money. No questions. However, six ninety nine is cheaper than cable. Uh, and the thirty dollars, I mean, it's a movie that was gonna make a billion. So you can't just like do it for free. You just can't. It's bad business. It can't. Like, it's, it's it is bad business, and it's their movie, and they invested a lot of money in the advertisement before all this happens. Um, they got to recoup the cost. Yeah, and and be. I mean, if you don't want to spend the thirty bucks, fine. Be patient, and at some point, this movie is going to be on Disney Plus as part of the subscription. It is, or it's going to come out in theaters. We don't know what the next couple months are look like. Yeah. Um, I mean, New Mutants is supposed to come out at the end of the month. Uh, yeah. I had the thought, and I completely forgot. Oh, well, I don't know. I wasn't in your brain. Sorry no. about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, sorry about All that. right, so so mine is a a Wonder Woman doll shows glimpse of a full cheetah complete with tail, bro. They, they, they put up this image no, uh, on, of a battle cheetah that is available at Walmart, and uh, it is a Barbie, and it looks silly, but 
friends, this is not what she looks like. This is, this is not, it's not what she's going to look like completely. It's a fucking doll. Like, <laughs> uh, but uh, it does excite me that uh, she's going to be full cheetah and she's going to have a tail. <laughs> so there we go. Agreed. <laughs> I thought uh, the doll looked great. Huh? I thought the doll looked great. I mean, for a doll, sure, it looked fine. <laughs> yeah, the, for a doll, I thought the doll looked great. Yeah. Uh, Danny, you've got the Snake Eyes movie delayed to undisclosed date in 2021. So, as, as historically, as everyone knows, I'm a giant Joe fan. Um, I, I have a love-hate with this movie. I think this movie is a new step forward. For G.I. Joe, I don't like some of the decisions, but that's neither here or there. Because, again, it doesn't fucking matter because this is what we're getting. So all I can do is judge the actual product. I think this movie is going to rekindle some flames. I think this movie is going to be pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. And it seems like they're doing it right. Casting, Asian, actor, and uh, doing martial arts. So good for them. Yep, <laughs> I've got the news that John Wick Five is being filmed concurrently with the fourth film. Man, like I've got my buddy Arvin to thank for me actually finally watching the first <laughs> three films. Uh, I watched them; they're fun. I dig the universe. I like seeing Keanu kick butt. I am down for more, and uh, this is this is good news for a lot of folks. And like, why not? Like, heck yeah! Like John Wick, just don't kill any more dogs. That's all we ask. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and speaking of Keanu, in case you didn't hear, friends, Bill and Ted face the music. Uh, its VOD release date has been moved up to August 28th, the same day we may or may not get a new Mutants movie. So, uh, excellent, friends. My most excellent friends, Bill and Ted and their daughters. <laughs> I think they did this decision correctly. I yeah. think them just giving it out to – this is a movie for the people, by the people, to the people. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a fun romp. They know what they're doing. They probably were never going to make their money back for this movie anyways. But so fuck it. Let yeah. it let it grow a cult following. Let people watch it 50 times at home. Yes. I think like the, the best thing about this movie to me is uh, me and my friend Peter Abood, we dragged our mothers to go see Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure at the Buena Park Mall when the mall was in the basement, basically. When the movie theater was in the basement. <laughs> yeah, where, uh, yeah. where John, John's Incredible Pizza Company is now. There used yeah. to be a movie theater down there. And uh, we, we drugged them. And I remember we came out of the theater like, excellent, bogus. Whoa! And I remember the moms talking like that was the most abominable piece of shit we've ever seen in our <laughs> life. Like literally, like what the hell did we just watch? And me and Peter just being like, "What do you mean? That changed our lives, man!" And uh, them just like staring at us like they feared for the future of the children, and rightfully so, because uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm recording at home about geek stuff with one of my good friends. And uh, I don't know what happened to Peter, but uh, I do know when he was 18, he was in the gangs and drugs. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that is to say that this movie coming out now, the Wookiee has changed from that that small impressionable fat kid into into a grown ass man who has a has a daughters of his own. And uh, I like that. I like that we've aged together, me and the me and Bill and Ted, and. Uh, you know, Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Like, I salute you, and I look forward to your continued adventures. 
and San Dimas because San Dimas football rules. Uh, so Danny, yours uh, is uh, the world's last blockbuster. It's going to be an Airbnb for four bucks. Go. So this, I think this is pretty dope. It's a thank you to the town who's kept the lights on at this last blockbuster. Residents of this town or city can stay at this Airbnb for four dollars a night and essentially have complete access to the store and popcorn and soda that they want. And I think this is dope. I I mean. It's a little weird, but I think it's dope to have, like, your bedroom in the middle of a lobby of a blockbuster. Yeah. Um, but it could be fun. It, you get a good group of people and just watch movies. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think it's super neat. My news is uh, a new rumor. Uh, the, or the rumor now is back to Charlie Cox's Daredevil and Spidey 3 versus Jennifer Walters' Hulk. I mean, uh, like, we don't know anything about Spidey 3 until we know anything about Spidey 3. And while I would, yes, I would love to freaking see Charlie Cox come in as Matt Murdock in the Spider Man movie and, like, litigate for him, you know, like Swamp yes. Thing litigates. Yes, but. Litigation. But I, 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 just, I, I just don't know. I, don't, I, I want all of the Netflix stuff incorporated, but I don't know how. And until they do it and they just show me how, I, I will reserve judgment. <laughs> and yes. They're, they're not going to blow their Jennifer Walter wad because they're doing a freaking She-Hulk show. So, yes, you don't you don't need her to be in Spidey and that be the first way. Although that would be smart because then people will get interested in her and then they do the show. But then you got Sony versus MCU Disney and I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know. And like, like Mr. Horse, no, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> uh, I like it. I yeah. mean, you know me, I'm all about the litigation, so you Hell. throw as much courtroom action in there as possible. Um, yes. <laughs> honestly, I would love to, to, like, I know I joke a lot with, with Swamp Thing and his, his ability to, to to litigate, but, like, a showdown in a courtroom between Jessica Walt- Walters and, 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 and Daredevil, like, Matt Murdock, there you go. I think that would be really exciting to see. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, you know, me and you, we always want our uh, our DCW show, which is like uh, NCIS, Central City. All right, so Danny, your news is the Camp Cretaceous animated show on Netflix. Go. The what? The who and the huh? The, 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 the animated show they're doing that's going to be concurrent with Jurassic World. Wait, what? Yeah, so it's going to be... Oh, fuck. I'll, I'll restart the timer and I'll talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> basically, boom. So, uh, it's going to be animated fun, bringing dinosaurs in a theme park uh, that should not have opened to the world. Six kids selected, like those Lucky Chocolate Factory children, get to enjoy the opposite side of Isla Nublar from the park that loved lawyers and Sam Jackson's. So, September 18th, we're going to find out how this show that apparently runs concurrently with the events of the Jurassic World movie works. Uh, I think it sounds funny. The teaser trailer looks red. Even though I'm not sure this is going to be appropriate for my six-year-old, boom. <laughs> so this island where these dinosaurs keep breaking out and eating people—they're just like we're going to do a fun Saturday morning romp with these six kids going around feeding herbivores. 
in in fairness, because it runs concurrently with Jurassic World, when the kids go to Camp Cretaceous, theoretically, they still believe Jurassic World was safe. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they believe that for like five movies. <laughs> yes, yes. They learn none of the lessons from Jurassic Park or uh, the events on the Lost World or uh, when Sam Neill went back to Question Mark Island. <laughs> so, so, like, I don't completely hate this idea because it reminds me of when they, like, redid Beetlejuice as a Saturday morning cartoon and, like, Beetlejuice and Lydia were, like, best buds, even though that's not the movie at all. Yeah. So it's just like, it's just like, hey, Jurassic Park, the theme park. Jurassic Park, <laughs> the flamethrower. Merchandising. Yeah. I think uh, the, the, I know you don't watch trailers, but the teaser trailer looked cool. The animation I'm looked sure cool. And you know what? The cereal that they're going to come out with promoting this show is probably going to be delicious. The sugary. Just one more good thing on Netflix. So And, and they're probably going to have an IC called Jurassic Cooler, and it's going to be delicious. Oh, bro, Ecto Cooler was the shit. Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right, so uh, Danny, yours is uh, Captain Marvel 2 may have a new director and Nia DaCosta, director of the Candyman reboot, and go. I can't wait for this movie. I love the first one so much. I think the the push for diversity and casting correctly, if you're going to have a strong female lead and a strong female story, you might as well cast a strong female to direct it and tell the story. So that way, when the target audience watches the screens, when these little girls look up or little children look up and see this hero glowing, they're inspired. Yes. This is really good news Uh, for people who don't know who Nia DaCosta is. Like I didn't, the Candyman reboot hasn't come out yet, but uh, she directed an indie film called Little Woods, which got a lot of hype. People said it was good, and it is available on Hulu. So if you do the Hulu, you can watch Little Woods and have an opinion about Nia DaCosta as a director. And I also applaud uh, inclusion. Yes. The end. Yes. And, dude, the Little Woods movie stars Tessa Thompson. So watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Hold on. Where's my yeah, remote? Ex- I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna have to put this on pause, Joe. We're, okay. we're done recording. No. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying. Little Wood stars Tessa Thompson. It's a crime thriller western. So yeah, watch all it. Alright, I'm really leaving now. <laughs> We're almost Sick. done. <laughs> Alright, so uh my news is Denny Villeneuve sprinting to the December eighteenth Dune finish line. The article is really great. Uh, the rival Blade Runner 2049 director. Like, man, he's a lot. Coronavirus limitations and delays and, and editing complications. August reshoots for a couple things and then somehow getting the VFX done. I don't envy his job, but what I can say is his passion for this movie has me even more excited. And other news because of the upcoming remake, I've tried to rewatch the 1984 David Lynch movie. Nope. And I'm currently halfway through that weird movie and I keep telling myself it's going to get better and I will have a full report if it ever does. <laughs> It's on HBO Max, and I, I have I have watched it in, like, 15-minute blocks for, like, ever. So I, I've not finished it yet. Uh, I guess the last one... Danny, have you heard about this Project Power movie? No. So it's crazy. I just heard about it. It comes out tomorrow. Uh, stars, stars Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. 
Uh, and it is basically about a pill that people can take that gives them superpowers for five minutes. And I have no idea how I didn't hear about this, but I'm so looking forward to watching this on Netflix. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Like, good casting, a really interesting premise. Uh, and, uh, yeah, comes out tomorrow. Project Power. Interesting. So, let me ask you, riddle me this, Sir Wookmeister. Okay. Does the pill give you a specific power, or does the pill unlock a power within you? So it gives powers, but as I understand it from the article I read, they don't know what powers it'll give. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? That is interesting. Yeah, and it's so I think like Jamie Fox is like a grizzled like cop, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt is basically reprising his role from uh, The Dark Knight Returns. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and then there's a young African-American woman involved, too. And it centers around her. Like, she's the real star of the movie. So uh, I don't have more information about it, but literally it comes out tomorrow. So I just wanted to mention it. So while you're listening to this, it probably came out yesterday. Future people. <laughs> comes out on Friday, August 14th. So it's probably already out. <laughs> Enjoy. All right. So we got through the news, Danny. Really? Yeah. Uh, an hour and three minutes, but uh, I want I do want to take some time real quick just to get out of the way, just talking about some things that I've watched. Um, so I'm going to give myself 30 seconds to talk about each one. So first up on the list, I watched Batman Returns by Tim Burton. The Ooh. 1992 Penguin is so, much, that too. He's so much more sexual than I remember. He's also yes. quite short. Uh, I did watch this on uh, AMC. It was a marathon. Uh, and after watching Batman Returns, I was actually pretty stoked to watch the Schumacher films, especially with them passing. And imagine my chagrin as uh, it uh, was The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> I wanted Batman Forever, but instead I got the lesser film of the Chris Nolan trilogy. So that's me talking about Batman Returns. Uh, you got anything you want to say about Batman Returns? Batman Returns is probably still my me favorite Batman movie. That nice. movie is ridiculous so much fun so much sexual chemistry like michelle pfeiffer literally just let loose and has fun with that role it is amazing danny devito goes all in and re they everybody on that cast essentially redefines the characters that they're playing right yeah yeah it's 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 good it's a good flick i i watched it twice actually because of the marathon because it came on again and i rewatched it i, I enjoy it, that movie and it has one of my favorite lines of all time so the dark knight rises i still think this is a bad movie in fact i think this is a movie in serious need of a comic book defenders i mean where's the trigger, where's the trigger? Um, if, if i'm gonna speak nice about it briefly i do dig the goggles azir's design for anne hathaway selena kyle and i like anne hathaway so i will give the movie a pass there but i think uh, bane is garbage and uh, yes, <laughs> I, it literally needs to be defended by somebody other than me. Yeah, anything um, you want? To... Yeah, I'll defend the movie. I, I honest, I, I understand the movie's ridiculous and kind of some points absurd, but it's a fun movie. It's, it's not the best Batman movie, but I actually really like it. I think there's some great moments in it, um, some decent character developments. Uh, I, I think the the way that Thalia Al Ghul spoilers um, 
is the main villain in this is 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 amazing because she is one of probably my favorite femme fatale for Bruce Wayne. So I love the fact that, that she actually got her silver screen moment. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm not timing you, but I'm timing myself. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I don't know either, but <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I don't think this I is just, the I best I, representation of Bane, but it's also not the worst one. Oh, it's not. It's not. That definitely goes to Schumacher. Um, but uh, I, I, I just don't like the movie. And no matter how many times I, I watch it, do I like it more? Uh, the, another movie I saw, Midway. Holy hell, Midway was fun. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this movie incredibly a ton. It, wow, they did such a good job. Uh, and, and, and they do, literally, it's from before Pearl Harbor to the Battle of Midway, and they found a way to follow a couple fighter pilots and, yeah. uh, and the Navy and just, fuck, it was good. Me and Heather watched it, and we were like, man, that movie was really, really enjoyable. And I was expecting, like, just Jerry Bruckheimer-ness of it, you know what I mean, when I saw the trailer for it, but that's not what it was. There was so much <laughs> more to was, it. Uh, there was a little bit to it, oh, but it uh, I... I enjoyed the movie a lot. Movie's fun. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not. Movie's fun, but there's some there's some qualities. That I was like, oh yeah, it's it's Brockheimer esque, and you know it. But it's a it's a good movie. It's a romp, but it is yeah. it is produced by a Chinese company. So there's like these awkward scenes in there with like Chinese nationals that don't really fit in the movie, but they like cut it in. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. But like, hey, America, China, we work together. Yes. Apologies for the sneezes, friends. Uh, uh, and I also apologize that I don't edit them out. <laughs> nope. Yeah, they're perfect. Two there sneezes. There goes okay, so, years later. <laughs> so uh, you don't listen to the episodes that you're on, so you'll be fine. You don't. You don't just sneeze when I'm on either. <laughs> so I also watched Pocahontas on Disney Plus. Yes, I realize this movie has problematic natures. Although I will say that Russell Means was involved as the voice of Pocahontas's father, uh, as a as an activist in the American Indian movement. It does it does mean that you know there's a certain a bit of endorsing. What I will say is, you know what? I'm not even. I'm gonna stop the timer. Disney found <laughs> no so. No, like, so what I was talking to Heather about this, they did not stray from showing the white people as racist. And, and yes, they also did show Powhatan's tribe as, as, you know, just as bad. Uh, and then there is the, the, the fake love story of Pocahontas and John Smith. Cause if you really know the details of that, it's problematic and, and child endangerment and, <laughs> but you're not going to show that in a Disney movie. But uh, I think, like, walking away from you, you're like, white people are the worst. And they should have been more like uh, John Smith and Pocahontas, even if that wasn't a real relationship. She actually married John Raleigh. But I'm not going to get into a historical discussion here. What I am going to say is I was like, man, the music is good and uh, the messages are there. And I don't hate this movie. Like, I also am white and cisgender and privileged. I get it. Uh, but... I don't know. I just uh, I, I sometimes Pocahontas's nose disappearing weirds me out, but that's about my only critique <laughs> of it. <laughs> like, um, do you think this movie painted with all the colors of the wind? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. There's a strong environmental message for sure, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I think like it's it's right there. Like when Pocahontas is like, when you say savage, you mean not like you. Like it's very very clear. It's like on the nose. 
Um, so, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, th- I thought it was fun. I think this is going to be the ones, because of the uh, incrusticities, that is not going to be made live action. <laughs> yes, I I agree. Do do not. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched The Princess and the Frog, and hot damn, that movie is enjoyable. Never but seen also it. mildly problematic, because Tiana doesn't get to be Tiana for a lot of the movie. Uh, so, yes. But uh, they, they twisted the classic fairy tale of The Princess and the Frog, and they did a lovely movie about a New Orleans woman who also happens to be African-American, like, like being living her dreams and uh, making some food, too. <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, and the Shadow Man and voodoo and alligators and a, and a, a country-talking lightning bug named Ray. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's cute, it's fun, and uh, I'm glad that it's replacing Song of the South at Splash Mountain. The end. Um, the end. For movies from this year, I saw Scoob! Exclamation mark. And you know what? That movie was fun. It was delightful. It was Scooby-Doo. I even got over Scooby talking a little bit more than he normally does. Because uh, it was actually it wasn't too weird. It was just like uh, the trailer sort of scared me for no reason i guess but uh they also incorporated some superhero stuff uh which i'm not i don't know if i remember from like the hannah Barbera cartoons but they also uh dick dastardly is the main villain with muttley and uh captain caveman <laughs> was in there and uh yes i want more scoob and more linkages to the hannah Barbera universe and uh, I'm all, I'm all about it. And it was it was good. And Tracy Morgan was the voice of Captain Caveman, and I did not hate it. <laughs> really? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and he was total Tracy Morgan. It's on HBO Max, uh, so you don't have to like pay the VOD. And uh, fuck, it was it was fun. We watched it with Ty, and we've watched it again, and uh, we we enjoy it. It's good. And there's there's a great relationship for Scooby and Shaggy, and uh, actually uh, Fred and uh, Velma and uh, the Karen, uh, <laughs> they're the not in the movie. <laughs> What's Daphne? <laughs> they're, What's they're... Daphne? Daphne? <laughs> no, that's her name, Daphne. I just I couldn't think of it, so I called her Karen. Uh, but they're not in the movie all that much, and it's okay. They're in the movie some, but it's uh, it's Scoob and uh, and and Shaggy's story, and uh, it also involves uh, Greek mythology and Cerebus and and some weird stuff. But it was lovely. I enjoyed it. And, and free, Ken do, free domain characters. <laughs> yeah, Ken Jong does the voice of one of the characters, and it, you don't even know it's him until like you see, it and you're like, "Wow, way to go!" He deserves an Academy Award for proving that he's not Ken Jong. Nice. <laughs> <clears throat> I also watched The Old Guard on Netflix. We briefly mentioned it. So good. So good. So freaking so good. good. Um, I I had not read the comic that it's based on. Had you, Danny? No, sir. Yes, I am not, but I I am going to buy the comic. I certainly am. But what I really, really like is uh, Greg Rucka. Like, I liked him talking about it on Fat Man Beyond. But, uh, you know, he, he wrote the script, and he's the one who added and changed things. And uh, he stands by it as a better version of his original graphic novel. Um, but, yeah, it looks so cool. And uh, it looks like there's at least enough material for one more movie. Um, and sh- yeah. I love Greg Rucka. Charlie's Theron. Charlie's Theron's fantastic in it. Um, I thought this was a series and not a movie. So halfway through the movie, I'm like, holy fuck, when's this episode going to end? 
Yeah, they could have totally made a, a series about this for sure. They they totally could have, and but they did an excellent job making it into a movie. They did. It was really really fun, and uh, highly recommend it. It is good. I also I don't know if you've finally seen it, but I finally saw Doctor Sleep, and uh, no, Blue was not? right. It's on the Hibbo, and uh, it is just as good as Blue said it was. I know why it ended up on his number one of his top five. I don't know if I would rank it as my number one from last year, but Danny, it's on the Hibbo. It's so good. It's incredibly good. It's not a scary movie, per se. It's more of a thriller, uh, so it's not shining scary. Um, it has a couple you know, scary moments, but really more it's a thriller. Uh, Ewan McGregor, my, my boo thing, is amazing in it. <laughs> and... Uh, he has a beard at one point, and yeah, it's just nice. It was a nice addition, but it does it 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 stands as a sequel to the book, but also a sequel to the Stanley Kubrick movie. Like they they took they didn't like they they dig more into the Shining stuff, but uh, yeah, I could see it as a companion piece to that original movie, and it was good. It was really really enjoyable, and uh, I highly recommend it. Lovely. I I I really wanted to see this, so um, it's definitely on my up. To do to watch. You have the hippo, so you can see it, right? Hippo, yeah, regular hippo. Yeah, regular hippo. I got the regular hippo. There you go. And then I also rewatched Jojo Rabbit with my dear sweet Heather, and oh, uh, so good. It's so good. What I will say is that uh, it is a it is a comedy, but I did not laugh as much as when I saw it with Danny. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and because I was watching it with my sweet Heather, I did warn her that her, there was an incredibly sad part during the movie. And uh, her reaction to uh, what happens, and I'm not going to spoil it, but Danny knows what I'm talking about. Red and white shoes. But, uh, man, like tears. And I felt bad. But uh, but she did say it was in, intensely uh, satisfying that moment at the end of the movie for JoJo. So, yeah, it's, a, it's still a really good movie. I enjoy it. And it was one of my favorite movies of last year. JoJo. Jojo Ribit. Jojo. With that's his a, imaginary a, friend Hitler. Fucking, that's a fantastic movie. It, it is so good. And watch it, please. That movie's so relevant to what's going on today. It's <laughs> it's very powerful. I, I I think it's it's definitely not in the limelight as it should be. Okay, so finishing up lastly, I just want to talk about a couple uh, small screen shows that I've watched just because they just finished and because it's close on my mind, we'll at least talk about it real quick. So, Stargirl. I have watched the entirety of that show from uh, episode 1 to episode 13. It just wrapped up. What I will tell you is this show has so much freaking heart. And the love that Jeff Johns has for his sister that Stargirl is based on is right there. Uh, Luke Wilson is amazing in there. there. There's a couple like chemistry things between like the mom and dad that you're just like whatever. But ultimately, <laughs> it is. But the chemistry between Luke Wilson and the actress that plays Star Girl is so on point. Um, it it just it's really good, and it is it is the new young Justice Society of America facing off against the the Injustice Society. <laughs> Excuse me in blue valley in nebraska and uh and it's there and i was wrong shade actually wasn't killed in the show and may maybe will show up in future seasons and um and there even was a an eclipso reference at one point and 
it's it's good and there's so much action at the end of it and then there's cheesiness and silliness and like hokey pokey fun but yeah it's it's a really good show but they're also there's a couple dark tones to it where you're just like oh they went there okay (laughs) and uh it's if you want to watch a show about superheroes that'll make you feel good that this is the show it's really it's it's it makes you feel good you know it's, it's got heart and humor it's a whole it's got all the dcw stuff like exactly what they want heart humor and spectacle it's all there for you it's a dcw show so yeah sometimes it gets cheesy like it's, it's a comic book sometimes they get cheesy uh but they did a really good job and uh i mean it, you know there's like the cgi of solomon grundy meh but you know what it's it's a tv show so what do you expect like the budgets only can afford so much and it's only so. the first season, so anything, all the CGI and everything is just going to get better over time as more people watch. Yeah, and this is a show that was actually made for DC Universe that was saved by the DCW. And now season two is going to be truly CW. And uh, it was 13 episodes, which was really nice, tight and, con- and concise. I like that. A, a lot of the shows, I think maybe they should think about that, like doing the less episodes. Um, but I know, know it's hard because of network television and commercials and blah 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 but um yeah star girl and you can watch it on the cw app right now for free all of the the entirety of the season i believe so it is it is worth checking out if you like those dc shows and uh i enjoyed it and like at the very end when it was like dedicated to jeff john's sister i was just like man that's sweet like it, it was it was cute and and uh yeah and there's and but there's also like in between all the fun and the silliness there's some death <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, I my hat, I sort of like tipped my hat to that because I'm like right in the middle of it, like, oh yeah, he did. <laughs> so so yeah, there there even was a moment where like somebody dies and they had a joke that like punctuated it, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, wow, that's good. But, uh, like, all the kids are high schoolers, so, you know what I mean? It's sort of like Riverdale, but what if they had superpowers? <laughs> so you mean all they do is have sex all the time? No, they so don't. Sexy. Watch enough Riverdale. <laughs> <laughs> all right. and, and to finish off, we're going to briefly talk about one of the best shows that not enough people talked about on the TV. Finished off his seventh season with 13 episodes, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The Goodbye. Yeah. Oh, but it, man, it was a, this was a good season. It was a good run. I I never dropped off yeah. the show. I was always excited from season to season to episode to episode. It was just my level of fun, campy, and adventurous. It was just a fun show. I know some people might have some gripes because there weren't enough big name face characters on it and it was really just a bunch of people who were making shield work in the background besides colson because colson would be the only recognizable face right but by golly was this an amazing show it, it really was in season seven i lived just for the way they were going to show the the banner the agents of shield at the very beginning of every episode oh, <laughs> like as, as they as they traipsed through time, and then freaking Souza showing up, man, oh. that was yeah. So, I guess spoilers. 
Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say any specifics, but yeah, yeah, Sousa shows up in the show. So if and, you watch and, Peggy Carter. And that was a great wink to that side of the universe of them acknowledging the Peggy Carter show, because that was also a phenomenal show that no one watched for some Agreed. reason. Yeah. And, 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 and still incorporating him into this season was 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 brilliant. Like it, it was really good, and like, I mean, like if if you're somebody that loved Max Shotgun X, don't worry, <laughs> friends, watch the season. Uh, if you want some '80s goodness, watch the season. Uh, if you want some some bootlegger stuff, watch it. If you want uh, Hydra versus Shield, watch it. If you like the Chronicoms, watch it. <laughs> uh, if you like Inhumans, not the watch show. It. Not the show, but the Inhumans, yeah, if, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., watch it. If you right? like the if good version of Inhumans. <laughs> like, I'm it, really it, surprised that, and I was kind of waiting for it, and it didn't happen, but that's fine. It's okay. People are complicated and have schedules, but I was hoping to see kind of those who can't come back, come back. I was expecting to see Mockingbird and her husband. I was expecting to see uh, Deathloke come back. I was expecting to see... Uh, uh, not Robbie Reyes. <laughs> right. Robbie Reyes. Richard Ramirez and Night Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> totally wrong name. But I was expecting to see some of the more key iconic characters from past seasons kind of show up and help. But even lacking those characters, like the show went out with the bang, the okay. the the climactic battle that concludes this adventure was very well done and very well told but, but even then there's a there's a moment in the the because the, you know the finale is a two-parter in at the tail end of the first hour where like they're they need to do the thing but there's humor involved in it <laughs> and you're just like yeah which is agent like, of seal style like that's their style like yeah is. things are crazy but you know they still find humor in, in situations and it's and it's, it's the best and people that like we, you know, we said Sousa, which I guess is a spoiler, but it's not because you don't know how it shakes out. But there, there is a, a definitive connection between the final episode and the MCU, which I found very interesting. And I was like, nice. That is a nice touch, like coming at the very end. So uh, I dug that. I no, dug it, that. It, and, it, uh, and if there's any person, you know or if there's people in that show that could equate to tying it in to that tie in, it would be the, the team of the, you know, the team. Yeah. Like they, they just happen to be so underrated in, in working together and brilliant and smart that they would be the ones to find that connection. Yeah. Um, and the ending was just right. It felt right. I liked it. You know what I mean? When it left, I was like, okay, I'm cool. It wasn't just like uh, fade to black like the end of The Sopranos. <laughs> oh no, but it was heartbreaking though with that last because a- after every episode they they show the the shield symbol and they're just like stay tuned for for footage of next week. Oh yeah, and how and it was the, just the and symbol. it was just silent with the logo and silence, and I was just yeah. like, oh shit, it's over. Thanos will return. <laughs> yeah. yeah no. Nothing. Yeah. Just, just, just the logo. 
You know, I think one of the nice surprises of this season was uh, I was, like, going to watch it. Uh, like, Heather was like, you can watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. if you want. And I was like, oh, no, you haven't been watching it, so I don't want to just watch it. And then, like, you don't know what's going on. She's like, no, it's okay. And then we're watching it. She's like, yeah, when this happened. And I was like, I, I didn't watch that episode with you. And she was like, oh, y- yeah, I've been watching it as I've been putting the baby to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> And, like, she knew everything that had been going on for the season. And I was like, I love you. Like, that's so good. Like, you're watching this geek stuff without me. I'm like, I, I'm truly winning at life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we watched we watched that two-hour finale last night. And we, we enjoyed it very much. Oh, it, was, it was a fun episode, but it's just, it's over. And it kind of sucks. Is it on the Disney Plus? Uh, I believe so, yes. I can show you yeah, like literally, friends, I would say this is a show worth going back and, and starting from the first episode and watching all seven seasons. It is totally worth checking out. Uh, there, I mean, there's some question marks. When they were deeply tied to the MCU, uh, it, it sort of tied their hands and didn't allow them like the freedom of expression to be the show that they needed to be. And once they cast that off, it got much better, and especially around season three. You know what I mean? That season three, they still were like shaking off some of those last vestiges of storylines that have been created by connecting it so deeply to the MCU. But uh, definitely by season four, it hit its stride. Like, so freaking good. Because season four is Ghost Rider. Am I correct, Danny? Uh, I believe so, yes. Yeah. And that was, so, that, that's when it got new life into the series. Yeah. And then and they go to the future and space. And, and then there's Chronicoms and 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 so much more. Uh, it's just good, really, really good. It's it's fun. It's, yeah, that's, it, that's the best way I can describe it. And the chemistry from the cast is is so it's so natural, and and everyone just connects, and and you believe these relationships because they feel so heartfelt and and connected. Like the, they did a really good job with casting. And I, I do like that in the very end, like, in, in their own way, they connect to Avengers Endgame. You know what I mean? In a way. I mean, yeah. And, uh, I, thought that, I, thought that was, I thought that was neat. So I, uh, I, I, I dig just, it, and I think the show, they did a good job. And, go ahead. I don't, I don't like the ambiguity, because they never explain whether or not they are in the main MCU timeline or not. I mean, there, there's their winks to events. But there's never, like, a, an affirmative. So I've never liked that. I always, I, always, I always wanted to know where they were at. Like, if they weren't, like, either either side of the coin, I would have been completely happy. But having that ambiguity of can it or can it not be, um, I think kind of sucks. Because it, it really, this decision lies with Feige um, overall. Like, Feige has the option to whether he can pull anything from agents is sealed or just essentially just disregarded yeah i mean i i, I just like the i sort of there's sort of forced force with that ambiguity but ultimately i enjoyed it i thought uh i thought it was really good i thought it wrapped up well because they knew that the show was ending they got to tell the story they wanted to yeah and and they did a great job and they did it responsibly you know i i think they left it exactly how it should good be wrapped up where they tied up everything in a nice little bow, but then let you know that, you know, these characters continued to move on. And and I do like that even though it was tied into a bow, there is still enough ribbon left over that uh, it could be tied 
tied into other ribbons if so desired. If so desired, yep. So, yeah. And I'm just waiting. I just, I needed some MCU movie for somebody to find out that Coulson was still alive. And then be like, wait, what? <laughs> that's it. That's it. It it could be like Cap or or anybody. You know what I mean? Just like a name drop from from Nick Fury, you know, to Maria Hill or something. I don't know. <laughs> so it's good yeah, stuff, well, and I enjoyed it. You got anything else you want to say about Agents of Shield before we wrap up, Danny? Not that it won't be borderline spoiler because there's so okay. much I kind of want like nerd talk talk to you about. But honestly, it's this is one of the best shows. Uh, the, the cast is great. The stories are fun. It's 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 just it's just a good time. I, it's definitely it deserving to watch. So sweet, awesome. I'm excited. We got through a butt ton of news, and we talked about some movies, and we talked about some television. Uh, I did plan on uh, pimping the heck out of the March comic by John Lewis. I'll save it for another episode because uh, I want to talk more about it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for stopping by, friends. Thanks for being excellent to each other. I appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, Laugh It Up Fuzzball podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email me, go to the Laugh It Up Fuzzballs Facebook group. It's a closed group. Ask to join. As long as you're not a dick, we'll let you on. Uh, <laughs> at WookieRide on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, anchor.fm slash laugh dash it dash up dash fuzzball. And uh, thank you for listening, friend. <laughs> and uh and that's it danny thanks for being on i appreciate you thank you for having me buddy and uh i guess uh we'll end it the way we normally do ttfn danny and the wookster out deuce 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 deuce